reflects its owner's nature. But what if the name is merely a fake? If something goes by a false name, would it mean that thing is fake? Is that what it would mean, Alex? Or is it Athron Sala? Welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best and only, because who else would watch it, episode by episode, Gundam Seed Destiny podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy. I'm Tyler. I'm sure somebody likes Destiny. My name is Zach. A lot of people statistically do. The Destiny is like a very love-hate series. People love it and hate it. I feel like a lot of Gundam enthusiasts specifically hate Destiny, but a lot like of the, anime enthusiasts maybe like it. The Gundam Reddit just loves to dunk on a Destiny. They yeah, love and that's, it so much. That's my experience with pretty much the entire Gundam fan community. Hi, guys. I lurk on the Gundam subreddit. I post there occasionally. I actually made a post this week on the Gundam subreddit. It got seven upvotes. Uh, I don't really hang out on very many Reddits. It, do, it does, make a lot Reddits. Of, does make a lot of sense, though, that people would be very love-hate with a lot of different ones, especially with Destiny, which is okay to start things off and then just trash in the second half. A lot of people like turn A. There's... Yeah, well, turn A is pretty okay. Okay, I gotta be at work at eight hours, and I just did a wizard voice on our other podcast, so my <laughs> voice is a little uh, scratchy, so we're just gonna get into it. All right. We are watching Phase 4, Stardust Battlefield, and you can watch along on Crunchyroll or Hulu if you pay them. You might as well get your money out of it. Or sometimes YouTube. Sometimes they throw it on a YouTube. I think it's on YouTube as of the time of this recording. It might be on Netflix, but not last I time think I checked. they're just the movies. I've told the story about how I definitely rented all the seed movies on disc Netflix back in the oldie times because I wanted to rewatch it and that was the only option available. That's how I saw all of the Destin, or original, both Destiny and the original seed originally was with uh, Disc Netflix. Before we get into the episode, I know I know we were trying to get move along. Does Netflix still do the disc thing? I think that if you sacrifice the correct versions, then you can get a disc from a Netflix. Okay, I might have to look into this because I feel like this is bonkers that they started I that way, think right? it's still one of the options for subscriptions, but everybody has the lowest level of subscription that just lets them stream. Here's something crazy really quick. Gamefly still exists. Seriously? Yep. They're like the Redbox, but for video games and also on the internet. Also, Redbox, you can totally get video games. Right? Yeah, also that. I, uh, I realized that halfway through the sentence. <laughs> so we start with one of those last times ons. Actually, we start before that with the, hey, two years ago, there was war, and it was the bad. Look at these pretty people walking on a beach. You're not going to see them for a while, but if you're Jeremy, you really want to just see them make out, and that's all you <laughs> want them to see Destiny to be. Do they, or is Kira too depressed to have any interest? Look, I'm going to have some very good jokes about it. I've had them <laughs> planned for years now. It's really funny going back and editing our backlog and just like getting to the points where like I planned this joke for three years. <laughs> Activated my I'm, joke card. Oh, there's a joke for the end of uh, Destiny that's grown to the point where I don't even think it's funny anymore. <laughs> but I'm going to make it because I've been sitting on it for the last five years. <laughs> Who is Tomato Hair Kid? Uh, he's one of the mechanics. I can't remember his name. We he's have like the replacement it. for Murdoch. He's a uh, novice Murdoch. Because Murdoch had like a rank. This kid's green. And he has a green uniform. He's like he's Shin's mechanic friend. Okay, okay. Tomato Head. 
any t- hey, last time they were chasing the Gertie Lau, which is Neo Roanoke's ship. Uh, Neo Roanoke fired a tow cable on an asteroid to do a U-turn like uh, some other character from the previous series. No idea who at, that is. At around this time in the series. And President DeRundle decided to philosophize at Alex Dina and be like, I know your true de- identity, Bruce what, Atherinzala. <laughs> <laughs> Atherinzala, why are you dressed up like Alex Dino? <laughs> I really like the stupid philosophy that DeRundle throws out. It's like, if we don't know what a name is, does it even exist at all? I think it works better in the dub, and it works better on the fan sub I read, too. But it definitely sounds like he's gotten way to the unbearable lightness of being with it in this official translation. He wanted to be the one to fill your dark soul with philosophy. So it goes to the entire launch sequence for the Zaku and the Impulse putting itself again. together again. We saw this at the end of the last episode, too. And then we get his uh, stupid philosophizing at Atherin. Sorry, Alex. It, it goes like one line too long. Like, you can definitely make this work. But it yeah, ends up so. too wordy. Like a lot of the philosophy in Gundam Seed, that's even worse than Destiny. Lacus Klein could have made this speech really pithy. That is true. She would have had to go seed mode for it, though. <laughs> she would have had to soliloquy herself into Super Saiyan <laughs> <laughs> to properly philosophize. And then Athlon would get in the damn robot. Durandal can't philosophize a teenager into a robot. He doesn't have what it takes. I mean, Shinji's dad did. Uh, Shinji's dad guilted people into a robot. He didn't philosophize. Oh, that's them. true. That's true. Also, it's Gendo Ikari. Uh, yeah, I had. A, I knew it started with a G, and I could not come up with it. It's Gendo. <laughs> so, speaking of the terrible chibi seed things, and by terrible, I mean amazing. Those can were we ju- amazing. Can we just have we, we got t- two for Destiny. Don't worry. We have something to look forward okay. to at the end of this okay. dark road, and I think they're even better. I really just kind of want, like, an entire series that's that. Like, you know how you talk sometimes that the Ruby Chibi is better? Usually sometimes. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you say that, as opposed to not talking about it at all. <laughs> so we get the opening sequence. I actually really like how dynamic this is. There's a ton of suits, but, like, all of them are shooting, as opposed to the just, like, splash floating across a screen that Seed had. I've said it a couple times. This is my favorite opening in the two series. It's pretty good. Also, what's with evil Lacus? It's not Lacus, I know that much. Yeah, well, spoilers. I do love that double O <laughs> Atherin scene. So, <laughs> d- during. Dude, how determined Lac- yeah. naked Lacus is? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to comment. She looked concerned mostly. Like, Kira's like smiling and happy, and Lacus is like, are, are you all right? Did Wait, you- you're having sex with me? Are you- <laughs> what's wrong? Who died? <laughs> the most action, like actual combat action we see from Kira for freaking ever is in the opening. Also, Birdie appears in this opening. I think more than Kira does in the show. Uh, Kira will show up and we'll wish he left. <laughs> we, we, we will regret the monkey's paw on which we regain Kira Yamata. <laughs> so the two gins, uh, Luna Maria and her cool gunner Zaku, and Shin in the blast impulse are heading out being like, huh, sure is suspicious how nothing's happening. Uh, Luna Maria is like, oh man, my record in debris battles is really bad. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> That, maybe that's not saying that. that that's not uh foreshadowing or anything like that and she's like hey stay alert and she's like hey start sounding like ray you're throwing me off you're supposed to be my goofy friend you're not- supposed to be the rebellious goofy one not the super serious one which raises the question why isn't ray with the rest of them that's because he has to stay back to guard the ship it is an excellent question of why not send him they did send him two escorts i do actually kind of like how they're in the heavy artillery to take out the battleship and then they just got two escorts, who definitely nothing bad is going to happen to. Of course not. 
They have names. Like, I like that in contrast to Kira, who always had to be in the anti-mobile suit gear for his multi-role unit. Shin actually has a team to work with, so he gets to switch based on the occasion. It's a shame they're all completely incompetent. Not Luna Mario. So we get some cool missile loading babble. Well, Kigali's like, yeah, hey, I can explain. And Gladys is like, President, Mr. President, (laughs) why are you bringing this drama on my ship in the middle of a combat situation? This is why I hate having civilians on my bridge. We've been here for hours. Why did you have to wait for the most dramatic time for drama? (laughs) Well, I mean, he's a politician. He knows how to play a crowd. Meanwhile, the Chaos Guy and Abyss are waiting in a cool ambush. They got cover. I like how they're just, like, peering around the corner. I do like how tense it is. The Gertie Lau ungrapples. And is working on getting its uh, sneak attack. Hey, gotta have it's that very tense. bonus. And the Rundle's like, ah, JK, JK. I was just, like, pointing it out because it felt like I, was, I just wanted to clear the air so there were no more lies. I'm not going to prosecute you like some other former cheer people might have. And don't <laughs> worry, we're never going to find out what these specific sanctions are. Or what trouble you could be in. I'd rather talk to the real you. It's still the same guy. He's just got a different name. No, he doesn't exist if you call him by a fake name, Zach. We just went over that. Yeah, wouldn't a rose by any other name not exist? (laughs) Shakespeare said it best. What's that? I like how they're like, why isn't anything happening yet? And it takes them a surprisingly long time to realize that it's definitely an ambush. don't. Atherin yells it. Well, well, first the- Gladys says, oh shit. And so I assume she notices, yeah. but then before she can like say anything, Atherin has to get a, it's a decoy. And then she gets a like surprised chair swivel. Like she wasn't just thinking that the, what else could she possibly have now, been thinking think that would cause surpri- her to yell, oh shit. I think yeah. she's surprised yeah. that Atherin is competent. Yes. Actually. I actually read it that way. Too. Given the rest of her crew, that doesn't <laughs> surprise me. Poor goddamn Arthur. <laughs> and by poor goddamn Arthur, I'm like, whose dad is his? We know who Isaac's mom is. We know who Diarca's dad is. We know how Nickel got that position. Who's Arthur's dad that he's actually, on this ship? Actually, Arthur makes a lot of sense as an executive officer because usually when it's coming up, like he's playing devil's advocate. He's doing the same thing Nataro was, but Gladys is actually a combat officer, whereas Maru wasn't. So his job is basically to play devil's advocate and say, but that'll fuck up our hull or that'll do this thing. It's like, it makes him sound a lot worse than he actually is, but that's his job. Also, I'd like to point out how very concerned Kigali was that Atherin spoke out there. She's just looking at, she's actually almost giving him the stink eye like you Well, of course, because he was a pilot, not a warship dude. Yeah, can we get this out of here now? It should be Kigali shouting the advice, right? Because at least the show wants us to think she was captaining the Kusanagi. Or at least helping. I mean, I was thinking about waiting until later on when it comes up. Yeah, when it's more relevant. Yeah. I assume Walt felt was actually captaining all three ships. (laughs) (laughs) Maru was pretty good. I think Maru was driving the Archangel. I think it was Maru was driving the Archangel, and Captain Rambo was driving the Kusanagi, and obviously Walt felt was captaining the Eternal. But, like, Kigali was present while Rambo was captaining the Kusanagi, which would she make a lot of sense to pick role. things up. Whereas Atherin has literally never been in a warship while it's in combat, because he's always been in a, in a mobile suit. And I so def- he should have absolutely no experience with this. Like, but he's I under- attacked warships, so he I understands understand, the tactics. I, yes, but Gladys is a captain of a warship. Like, it's making her out to be a lot more incompetent, because, like, Atherin is recognizing these things. I've made the comparison off the mic. Like, everyone, when they got together to do Destiny on the table. <laughs> Top, like rolled up new characters and then the dude playing Atherin is like fuck it no I'm gonna play Atherin again <laughs> of course the guy playing Kigali was like was uh 
Yeah, I mean, I only showed up like one or two weeks every so often. I finally got an <laughs> actual schedule. So, so Kigali's now an act. Kigali's been NPC'd because like yep. the guy wasn't present, but now he's actually around. I was actually going to say, I more read it that the crew of the this ship, what is the Minerva? The, thank you. The crew are green. Yeah, they're green. They're and Gladys is an exception to that, but also she, she most for the most part comes off as one. Gladys and Arthur are commissioned to officers. But have they ever been in active combat scenarios? I definitely leave Arthur as not having been. I'm not sure on Gladys. We do find out a lot of Gladys's background. I'm pretty sure Gladys has been in combat, or at the very least has a lot higher training than anybody else, which is why she's in charge. Yeah, I'm just saying, Atherin's been through many, many active combat but scenarios. But not in a warship. That doesn't matter as much as you think it does. Yeah, and I definitely get where they're coming. I can see both of your points very much, and I definitely see where you're coming from, Zach. It bugs me, too. It's mostly because Kigali's right there, and she has been. Yeah, no, and I way more appreciate Kigali doing it. Uh, I, and I understand why the story needs Atherin to do this while the story needs Atherin to step up because he's very much been kind of hiding in the back until now, even when he jumped into his Zaku. It also makes more sense for Kigali to do it anyway because she's the much more impulsive of them. Yes, that's it. Whereas Atherin is not. And like it would even make sense for Kigali to like shout something like impulsive and or Atherin to like correct her. Punch him in the face. We don't have fists on the ship, Kigali. Well, even like have Kigali do two or three right calls and then something that's wrong and like have Atherin realize, oh, that's a trap. And that fits very well into Atherin because like Atherin's always been the one to think it out. He was a, a field commander, even though he wasn't a ship commander. I mean, he does have combat experience. It's just it's this isn't. Like, his area of expertise is really why it's so weird. And, like, you have people present who should be more accomplished with this, but have to rely on him to make the decision. So it really makes it seem like... This is one of the reasons why I was thinking initially when I watched this uh, this series for the first time that they were trying to make Atherin into the main character. And I didn't see that the first time, but watching this episode specifically, knowing you thought that, I definitely see why. Because this episode's all about Atherin, really. And one of the big problems with this episode is, like, spoilers, it's all a fight scene. But by this time in Seed, like, those meant so much, because Kira had so much internal conflict going on already. Like, there was already so much tension, and we don't really have any insight into Shin. We get it kind of at the end of this episode in a lot of ways. We've gotten a little bit with his speech at Kigali and Atherin at the middle of last episode, or was but it? But it's completely irrelevant to this battle. Uh, yeah, you know? it is entirely, it doesn't mean anything here. Like, but, there's no connection. The closest was Stella ran into him on in the first episode, but, like, that's still meaningless. It's not a long-term connection like Atherin no. and Kira had from the beginning. And they don't even know that. And, like, yeah, if it, they did, he would be like, what was that girl? He's like, like, oh, my God, they were infiltrating then. Like, it wouldn't mean anything. Also, it's been pretty much just four straight episodes yeah. of combat, right? Three, I would say. The first episode has almost no combat. Okay. It's but right at, at the end. Years. And even then, it's mostly just the Chaos Guy and Abyss blowing up buildings. Yeah, it's... it's uh, so make, it's getting exhausting. Uh, so anyway, Sean gets shot by the uh, funnels Sean! from the chaos. And Luna Maria is the only person who knows everybody's names. And she's like, <laughs> oh no, Sean! That's because she's the cool co-worker who like, actually takes the time to get to know you in the coffee room. And so Shin's like, okay, one-on-one. We play this man-to-man. Three of them, three of us. So the like, Minerva they- has lost bogey one uh, because, as stated earlier, it was a decoy. And also Sean. Her name, I cannot... Mayron? Mayron is actually competent at her job. She's... Well, reading I feel, contacts. I feel like all the comms officers in Gundam Seeds are Wasn't Cuzzy Even- a comms officer? Uh, no, it was mostly Sai. I was going to say it was mostly Muriela. Yeah, it was mostly Muriela. Actually, Marin is actually doing kind of what both Sai and Muriel were doing because Muriel, or Sai was doing like the 
radar stuff, whereas Miri Alley was mostly talking to Kira and Tall and Moo. They streamlined well, the system. Or is she doing both of those? They made it easier. Alternatively, they're playing Artemis, and she just took on both roles. So the Gary Last sends out daggers, the mobile suits, and starts firing missiles, and they're cool Godfreeds. And by their cool Godfreeds, I mean exactly the Archangel's Godfreeds. The Minerva gets track of the bogey one again. Being behind them. And yep. apparently the fact that this is space and they can just literally turn around is not relevant here. Yeah, I mean, it's a problem with lots of media, right? It's the same thing as, a, why is the most recent Star Wars movie and why can I never think of that movie? Yeah, I don't either. fucking remember. The, yep. Not The Last Jedi, that's the one coming out. Episode 8. Episode 8, you have the space handbrake that gets used <laughs> because they want these to be naval battles. I mean, the best you can say is if they're going to turn around like that, they have to be stationary for a moment. But it does seem like they should be able to just whip around and go head to head. I mean, I don't even think you'd really have to s- stop to turn around like that because you could just... Try a U-turn. Well, you you could turn around and would still be going backwards, well, right? Especially, well, yeah, but all their guns are in the forward yeah, yeah, facing like, anyway. It should not be a problem to bring guns to bear, is what you're saying. Yeah, it, it really shouldn't be, especially with how maneuverable this thing is made out to be in this very episode. It's more dramatic this way. Don't um, worry about it. It has dramatic mobility. <laughs> exactly. It's the rule of cool. It's mobile when it needs to be. No, that's why it has wings for some stupid fucking reason. I assume that was so that it could, like, be inter-atmosphere. It worked out well for the Archangel. Man, that's a lot of lasers. Uh, so, meanwhile, back at the fight, they take out Dale. Chip will be next. He uses the, uh, he he made sure he took, uh, deep penetration so that he could fire through, through terrain. (laughs) I think this is around the time frame when Call of Duty 4 came out. Can we put out that the text messaging system says, flash, 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 on top of it? Yeah, so Mayron sends them a text and she can't get out of radio. That just is akbar.gif. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, it makes sense to send him via text message, but that's probably because, like, I'm also thinking in, or thinking in terms of a couple of the other uh, science fiction fan, uh, series I've seen, slash uh, read through, where, like, uh, bandwidth is at a premium a lot of times, especially when you're being shot at, so you don't have video, you just have audio. Yeah, I- and early Gundam super works like that. I feel like they should have gigabit connection at this point in the future. Well, in space, I mean, it's not, yes. you're not saying that you wouldn't, but the thing is, like, you might have that connection, but if the other side has jammers that fuck yeah. up even what, a little what bit of that. if you need that? a buffer, your It's a Trap video, and that's why you don't, that, <laughs> that's why Dale uh, bit it, because he was buffering akbar.mp4 instead of just getting the .gif. So the uh, the Minerva is doing a trench run. Uh, it's not a trench run because it's not trying to. <laughs> next to the asteroid. They're trying to it lose is, them in the asteroid field. It is they literally watch Star Wars in too. a trench. Yeah, but Jeremy. they're not running to something. They're just in a trench. It's, it's more like a trench walk. A trench crawl, perhaps. So she's like, hey, send out Ray. And like, uh, hey, we've got two mobile shoots shooting at us. I think not. Uh, meanwhile, the Gaia does the dumbest thing it's, it's ever going to do. the best thing. I <laughs> it, love it so much. It turns into dog form. To wade through a solar panel? That cannot bear its weight, so it's sinking into it. Like, (laughs) later on, it's going to do this on surfaces that can bear its weight, and I'm fine with that. Presumably, it can move faster that way. But, like, with it sinking in here, why? What? Why? It doesn't make any sense to to transform (laughs) like that, because, like Jeremy said, it can't bear the weight, so instead of, like, running over the top of it, it is wading through the solar panel. I'm so okay with this. It looks so goofy. I love it. <laughs> I it, it looks so dumb. So Luna is fighting the Gaia while Shin fights the Chaos and Abyss, and they all end up in another trench. There are a it's lot like, of trenches it's like, here. It's like the intern, the internal, the the. In, I cannot say the word internal. 
the inside of a colony. And there actually is a pretty cool shot. Where you're going for interior. Yes, thank you. Where Luna Mario like crashes through the roof. Yeah, through like a glass window. And so Shin in the blast impulse turns to point the guns toward the window and just blasts out of them. It's actually a pretty cool shot. I like it. Is it is kind of a cool shot. I actually really like pretty much all the fight scenes in this. I just wish there were stakes behind them at this point. Like emotional stakes? Yeah. I mean, there's always stakes, but like, I don't care about what the stakes are yet. Yeah, like the big one here is like Ather and like maturing back into his like combat self, but even that hasn't really been set up enough for us to like root for him either way. I've noticed that as Ather and his age, his eyebrows have gotten thicker. Just like his dad. <laughs> So Nero and Oak is like, okay, just keep uh, firing missiles at the asteroid, bury them in rocks. I'm going to go on my cool ship and shoot them. Uh, I assume do a second bathroom break. I got to get the keel. It's worth all the XP. <laughs> As a total veteran, I need a lot to level up. <laughs> yeah. I get the feeling like that one there, the guy cuts off, says, but these missiles are, and Atherin has the realization they're not aimed at us. I do wish we got some more out of the other characters, because right now this is just, again, feeling like... Uh, the Atherin show. It's all about Atherin. Like, Gladys is kind of just secondary. Sure, well, she's just, like, reacting to stuff. And it's in, like, I don't care about her as much as I cared about, like, Maru at this point in time. I do like when all the uh, rocks and stuff start falling. Like, we see them damaging the Minerva as they're flying through. Like, kind of realistically, they're just, like, denting it a little bit at a time. Until one of them up. lands on a missile rack. Like, I actually really like that effect. So, rock falls. They have to stop. And they're like, oh no, there's a Roanoke coming. They've lost thrusters. I get the feeling like this asteroid has gotten bigger because it needs to for dramatic effect. Because I always thought this was supposed to be the same asteroid that uh, the Gertie Lau did its big loop around. Because we don't see another asteroid in the area. You don't see a lot of anything else in the area, so it might be a different asteroid. I honestly can't tell. Tyler made a joke earlier, but I actually think the Minerva is doing laps around it. That was yeah. my joke, yeah, that actually, was that. Is, is that the Minerva was just doing laps, which makes it make even less sense as to why when it does its first lap and comes back around, start, you know, come out of the asteroid and start, start shooting at the Gertie Lau. Well, if the Gertie Lau is also, oh, I guess, yeah, I see what you're saying. You're assuming the Gertie Lau is effectively in orbit shooting it. Yeah, because it's like they've constantly been hammering at it from above. So she gets on the phone. It's like, hey, send out Rain. Like, hey, our catapult is screwed. And she's like, I don't care. Make him walk. Which, I mean, makes sense. Like, you don't need to use the catapult for that. But it also makes sense for the mechanic to say our catapult's not working. But that's not a good idea. And so Dorinda's like, hey, don't we have any other dudes? Like, some cool Zakus? She's like, yeah, but we don't have any pilots. And Atherin's like, oh, no. I love how in this, like, Gladys spends, like, half of the time turning around in her chair. Not turned around in her chair. (laughs) turning. Turning around in her chair. Yeah, like, well, I mean, that's, again, that's where Atherin's, like, area of expertise is, is he's a pilot. That's where he, as a person, feels he should be in a situation like this. I definitely would understand that. Yeah, and we do see the turmoil on his face when he's like, I could be making a difference, but I'm up here. Especially because they still do theoretically have his fucked up green Zaku. And Durandal's very smug at him. Yeah, which is great. And then we get the eye catch. So have you guys been paying attention to Picard at all? Picard? What? So it's a new Star Trek series that follows the life of retired Picard. I didn't even know this was a thing. Is it starring retired? Yes, it is starring... I was uh, going to call him James Patrick Stewart, and I don't know where that came from. It's Patrick Earl James Stewart. I don't know what his middle name is. Um, yes, it is. Um, and the story is basically like, I did so much while I was in Starfleet, and now I'm retired, and I am so bored. He can just play so his flute. So bored. 
Well, he ends up, like, traveling the world and stuff, and he's like, this is terrible, I want to be on a starship again, and, like, he gets to be, like, colonel advisor on a starship, and it's following retired Picard around, and I feel like that's Athrin here. I thought he traveled back- no, that was- never mind, that was something else. That was a different thing. I want Athrin to just become Starbridge captain, and, like, be, man, I wish I was back in my mobile suit piloting days, but I'm just too old for it. So, Ray walks out in his walk- wait, Zaku, and he's like, oh, the president's aboard, I can't let this think. I'm on a first-name basis with him, too. New type Flash. Meanwhile, Shin and Lunamari are still trying to get back, but are still stuck dogfighting the three new druggies. Neo-Druggenokes. And they're startled to find that the blast impulse... Yes. ...blew the colony they've been fighting around in half. Like, literally just sliced it in half with lasers. Even though, like, a lot of that's been going on from, like, both sides. Yeah, like, they've both had these mega howitzer lasers and now one of them blows a big hole in something. It's like, what? How dare he? Like, how can that be that powerful? You have literally the same laser. Anyway, back on the Minerva, Athens like, did someone mention Picard? How many starboard thrusters do we have available? Gladys turns in her chair again. <laughs> Durandal nods, I guess. Well, like, I think it's a matter of, like, go ahead and answer him, because, like, what else? Are you- I brought him on the bridge. What are we trying to keep secret from him at this point? How many thrusters we have like, right now? She does give the look of, like, why the hell are you bothering me? We've got six of them left. We can't go anywhere. Otherwise, we're just a sitting duck. Stop bothering me. Turns back around. Atherin presents a plan. Well, uh, and, and then, then she Ath- turns around. Atherin's like, hold my beer. <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm the young, reckless one, and also the experienced one. Shoot all the guns, and we'll go fume, because <laughs> physics. And Arthur's like, are you nuts? I, I, like, I, I don't mind the plan. I like the plan. I like the idea. I just don't like where it's coming from. I don't even mind this as, like, if the idea is, like, Gladys could have thought of that, but as, like, the straight-laced captain on this brand-new ship is not going to risk blowing her ship up that way. Whereas, like, Atherin's young, he has kind of no stake in the Minerva, other than he's on it right now. It's where he keeps all his him. Also, it's battle improvisation, yeah. uh, which is something he did a lot of as a pilot. Yeah. Not as much as yeah, Kira. He's no Kira, Jesus, Yamato. Kira but dropkick like, Yamato. But he is his best friend. <laughs> Hold my beer and watch this. Kira, I'm going to drop my shield on this <laughs> Yamato. They call this a defensive item. Check this shit out. And so Gladys is like, okay, like, what do we got to lose? Let's do it. Arthur will, like, have discipline session later. Get ready. I, I do think, like I said, I like the plan. I, I think it would just work a little bit better if you had somebody else coming up with something similar and him refining it from something like that. Like Kigali making, speaking up and saying something like Or hell, that. even Arthur being like, we should just fire our thrusters. You know, we got to get away from here. And it's like, well, what are we going to do that we don't have enough thrusters? And then Atherin refining it from there. As opposed to him just being like, yep, all right, here's exactly what you have to do to win. So meanwhile... Neo and Ray are having a new type battle. Neo has given him the nickname in the subs. It's White Baldy. I don't it's understand su- that. It's Bald Coon in the original Japanese. He just says Bald Coon, which I think is kind of. I get it where he's coming from because the Zaku does kind of look. Yeah, I, I get that. It just seems like such a weird name. Yeah, because all Zakus look that way. So they're all white. Well, yeah, but they're all bald. Well, he, they're all baldies, and his is. But they white have bald. mohawks. They're clearly not bald, or they're cool dinosaur fins. Either I don't- way. We get a shot that is, like, really, in my opinion, poorly animated. Because, like, Ray's Zaku has, like, a weird stance and then just kind of bounces back. It's not dynamic or anything like that when he fires his gun. And he gets a kill with it, too. Rip John. It's such a (laughs) weird-looking 
John Miller. And Neo, who we see cares about his troops, is like, hey, Miller, get back. G- just guard the ship. He's I'll out of your this. league. Yeah. But Ray's like, oh, no, I need this XP. I got to get me the kill. Uh, Neo shoots out his funnels to try and defend. But there's some cool asteroid field dodging as if to make up for that lame shot. And then we see the missiles on the Zaku actually get used because he fires a bunch of them to basically just cut off the movement of the dagger and then shoot him with the beam. <laughs> I actually really like this whole scene with Ray dodging. And, and then... It's a really cool sh- scene. Um, it does give a close-up of the damage to the leg, but it doesn't seem to like make any it's difference. It's like Chekhov's leg shot, right? It never comes to fruition, yeah. I assume. Lunamaru is just going pew 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 pew. She's actually acting as fire I, support. To I actually the really, I really like this shot here, is because this is exactly the kind of thing that you should see more of in space combat. Is people just, just like shifting stop. momentum. Yeah, he just stops, shifts momentum, and gets behind the other two. I like that he first charges at them, and they are too shocked by the fact that he's coming right at them to properly react, and then he's behind them to shoot the missiles. Yeah, I mean, like I, I like using that kind of thing when you have it in space it's just not a lot of times do people use stuff like that that's why i liked shattered horizon for the like two days we played that game because it felt like you could do that stuff did you not play that with us he did he just refuses to remember it okay did i yes it's a zero g fps where you have like a bunch of class-based stuff and like you're basically fighting in asteroid fields and stuff i don't think i was in on that I don't know. It was fun. The community was dead by the time we got to it, so it didn't last very long. So the Gearty Law is getting in for the kill shot, but they can't quite get a clear shot with the rocks. And sub-captain is like, hey, we just got to pin them because we have to call back our mobile suit soon. They're running out of power. Like He's like, we're overextending ourselves. We need to finish this off. So Gladys is like, hey, everybody, brace for impact. And Mayron, who's a character I didn't like when I first watched this, I'm kind of falling in love with because she's kind of a she's shy character. Awesome. She doesn't get I a lot. She doesn't get to say a lot, but it's all in her motions, and she does this great like full duck and cover. Well, it's it looks a little bit like uh, if you've been on a, a flight. It's like when they when you look at the like brace for impact thing from the yep. pamphlet. It's like that kind of stance. Unlike Maru, though, Gladys doesn't care about her crew and does not get on the phone to tell everybody else to brace for impact if you're not in the I, in the I bridge. Get, I get the feeling more that, like, it was an announcement, but the, the intercom is broken. <laughs> <laughs> well, she just yelled it. She didn't actually, like, get on the phone or anything. So they shoot the rock. Uh, the plan goes as expected. They come flying out. Half the, One thing we half the crew dies. Is that in throughout this entire thing, the Minerva is actually... CGI, it is for most of the series. We we haven't mentioned it. All. It looks a lot it, better than I. Ex- it's noticeable. Like I know it's there, but it doesn't bother me in the same way that, like, say when we any went of and the saw shots it. and seed. Well, for... that in, I was actually thinking of uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly when we went and saw that. There's that really awkward scene where they shifted into CGI and it's really freaking. Or suddenly noticeable. it's Dragon Ball Fighters for a minute. Yeah, yeah it's like wait, what? <laughs> With the uh, wonderful backbeat of Broly, 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 Gogeta. <laughs> Go, that is, go, Gogeta! That is most certainly better in the theater or better with a surround sound system. Uh, no, it's just great anytime. It doesn't no, it, matter. I didn't say it wasn't great. I said it was better with a surround oh, sound that, system. Oh, that's just because of the bass. Yeah. I just, the concept of just like people chanting the people's names while they're fighting, I think needs to happen more but, often. We so, like, see we, the mechanic CDs falling everywhere. We see some like crewmen just slam into the walls. It I'm looks, pretty yeah, sure I mean, they all died. Man, that's pro- you got probably some busted bones there. That's got to hurt. And now they're pointing straight at them. And everyone is surprised, because, holy shit, what the hell are they doing? So now Gladys gets her kind of moment to be captain and be competent, 
by being, hey, turn the pitch and aim our big gun. I also really like the angles that everyone's animated at after that because it implies that they're just like free floating. Well, uh, not really. I guess it emphasizes the spaciness of it. The dirty law evades hard to port, so it's a glancing blow, and we see that it's the Ton Howitzer is basically the low end grin. And so it doesn't even hit, but it still melts the catapult next to it. There and then Murdoch dies. Yeah, and then the, we the see crew, some death uh, of the mechanics the of the Archangel all explode. <laughs> Honestly, I actually really like that because, like, initially, my thought was whenever I see that is like, nobody ever hits anything with those big guns because it's not dramatically appropriate. But there, like, it makes a lot of sense because the Gertie Loud is ducking to one side as the Minerva has a lot of momentum coming out of that turn. You know, you shift over to try and get on target and they go the other way. Like, it makes a lot of sense as to why you would miss. So Neo calls the retreat. Ray tries to pursue him, but he can't get a hit because the Exus is too fast and nimble. And Moo, I'm sorry, Neo Roanoke's like, bye, Rao. And so they send up the flares to recall everybody and a and both sides have the same recall signals? Are they intentionally, like, colored after the pilots of those suits? Because... I take it the Minerva hasn't shot their recall flares yet, actually. No, they the do The Minerva later. hasn't, but they will yeah, very sure. shortly, and it's the same three colors. It's yep. the international sign for retreat! Yeah, it's druggy one, two, and three. Because the their is, flight suits are those colors. But the, the Zaf one is the same colors. Uh-huh. Yeah, and no, they're it's not for those colors. No, it, it's after the druggies. But Zaf never had the druggies. Well, it doesn't matter. They're named after the druggies now. They were like, the druggies should have retreated more, and that's the colors they chose because of that. But that was the colors Zaf had before. And did they ever seed. use them in seed? They did. Uh. So there's a damage report on Minerva. Basically, the starboard side is done. And Durandal's like, hey, we can't pursue them any longer. Also, like, I can't inconvenience Kigali any longer. Kigali's like, what am I going to do? Everybody remember she's still here. She hasn't said anything. She looked at Atherin a couple times. She was very stern at him. Lunamari is exhausted and Shin is pissed. When, Shin with, was also breathing yeah, hard. Yeah, when you when you have the actual audio, Shin is all, also obviously breathing hard. It's just not as obvious. And this is just a case of me being kind of dumb. When we get a shot of Gladys, the chairman, and then uh, Atherin and Kigali walking down a corridor and we transposed with uh, Mirren going to meet the four pilots coming back, or the three pilots coming back. And my thought was when I first saw this, that they're in the same corridor and just like a dissonance of these guys are walking whereas the other guys are free floating. So like, do they have selective uh, gravity? But no, they're in a different corridor. place. Yeah. Also, this is if you speak Japanese where you learn that Mayren and Lunamari are sisters. Yep, that's the one thing that I too. caught, because uh, the subtitles definitely say Lunamaria, but she definitely says Onechan. They do look similar. They have slightly different hair colors, which is usually how you would get a family resemblance in the way they do these, but... And Marin's like, anyway, Atherinzalo is on the bridge. And she's like, what, seriously, Atherinzalo? And Lunamaria's like, yeah, that's what I've been talking about for, like, three episodes now. <laughs> and then uh, we discover where... Like, they went to uh, budget-saving mode and all the facial expressions <laughs> I know. Here. And then, it, like, the budget came back all of a sudden. And Durandal's like, hey, briefly. I have to do more manipulation before you go. Thanks, Atherin, you did a good save. You are good at the war. I would like you to war for us. And then Atherin, being, like, respectful as the normal character, apologizes to Captain Gladys for butting in. I do like, because that is very much in Atherin's character. So when did Seed Destiny come out? Two years after Seed, so 2005. Okay, I'm just wondering where that came out in re relation to Portal, because I really want Potato GLaDOS Captain into Minerva. <laughs> <laughs> well before Portal 2. So Atherin ends up in, like, 
is this supposed to be the lounge? It's just it's weird because there's this one like computer desktop thing. I think it's like a hotel room, basically. Well, no, like because it's it's a public space because all the is pilots it? come in here. Oh. So that's where they find it. Maybe they just broke into his hotel room. But Maybe no, they're like, going to go snoop through his stuff. But we saw Kigali being left in his state or in their stateroom. Oh, well. So anyway, he's like, man, it's been a while since I had some good athrangst. Oh, I'm going to flashback to all the people who died, even the people I never met. Well, oh, remember when Miguel died and Kira killed him and I was pissed? Oh, man. And Nickel died and Kira killed him and I was pissed? Oh, man. I killed Tall. I didn't kill Flay. The and Kira one... will not shut up about her, so I imagine her death went the something person, like this. The one person that he doesn't get a flashback to dying is <laughs> Tall. Right. We see Flay, who he never met. Natarl, who he never met. Fair, he never met Tall either. He just threw a shield at him. So yes, ma- but still. I'm like, imagining these as all the things Athrin felt guilty about after the war, and Tall was not on that list. <laughs> but Flay is not, shouldn't be on that list either because he never met her. He felt he was. He wasn't present when she died. He was part of Kira's breakdown, yeah. though, when he couldn't save her. Yeah, I was going to say Kira just whined about her so much. He's that- like, and also Mulaflaga, he super died. There's no way he could have survived that. We found his helmet and everything. Also, I guess a guy in a powder blue suit died. Well, in that one, you can see the. Uh, I, I, that one, I, I, I hate Azrael. So, like, I always see Natarl, like, because she's right there in that same shot. Yeah, I was actually. Even though the Azrael's suit is so much brighter colored. Oh my god, I love her. I love. She's like, so there's, awesome. There's so much character with Mar- with a uh, with Mira. Just because her poses like, are so different than yeah, everyone else's. Everyone else is doing like the standard walk around thing. And, and then she has the cutest spin move. Like, they're talking about Ather, and they're basically discussing, but like, man, does he even ask to change his name? And then they walk into it, and she covers her mouth and spins like, behind her sister it, like it's no, her it, go-to she, move. She it's jumps actually behind Ray, well, and, and she, she does like, it so fluidly, like she's coming off of an NFL <laughs> running back course, like, deep move here. Well, she, like, caught herself, and she looks angry at when she first covers her mouth. Like, she's like, oh shit, I can't believe I just did that. What a dumbass. And then she's, <laughs> like, hiding, out. She's <laughs> hiding behind Ray. It's great. And I love how, in contrast, Luna Maria just goes right up to him, yep. and she's, like, the balls on this lady. Like, I love how it contrasts these two sisters right away. I was like, hey, we were just talking about you, Atherin Zala. <laughs> and Ray's like, really? Really? Shin, meanwhile, in the background, is like, I'm angry. He's like, I'm angsty. I can out-angst you. And he's like, actually, I'm uh, I'm Alex. I don't know who you're talking about. Lunamar is like, oh, Alex doesn't fly a mobile suit? She's like, oh, let me uh, play with your emotional trauma. I love a project. <laughs> <laughs> and Shin's like, stop it. No one cares about orb people. He's just an orb person. Orb sucks. Have I mentioned I hate orb? Ugh, orb. <laughs> and storms out. And Ather's like, the fuck's his problem? And Ray's like, hey, I have to go uh, <laughs> fix that boy. And then oh, get oh, no, my hiding spot. I don't have cover anymore. Uh, I don't have my plus four social AC. <laughs> I she forgot. Like bounces I, against I the forgot wall. about Mirren. Like, because she's, so, she's very much a side character through a lot of this. I've, she's great. I love her so much. I mean, she's only I like, been. I actually like Luna Maria a lot too. Yeah, so. Luna Maria is pretty awesome. I like her. She's like, what if Kigali was like slightly less impulsive, but also way more competent? I guess Kigali's competent. Like, I guess Kigali's also confident, but she feels like impetuous with it. Whereas yeah. Luna Maria feels like she knows what she's doing. Uh, meanwhile, the foreshadowing police are like, oh man, this can't be right. Genius Seven is falling out of orbit, and that's the that thing that got, can't happen. That's the thing that got bloody Valentine, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the that's that one. 
It can't possibly be anything important. It's far too early for something like a colony drop to happen. I in also the series. love I, that their uh, symbol for Junio 7 is a fireball <laughs> on their <laughs> sensor. We get a shot here like that I really love right after the Junio 7 thing where you have guys in like spacesuits fixing the damage on the outside of the Minerva. Which like, is just I a nice attention that. to detail thing. And meanwhile, we see everybody exhausted on the ship. Like Kigali's on the bed, not getting any sleep. Gladys is in her chair. And we get a nice bit where Shin grabs the phone that his sister had in the first episode and dials her voicemail. Don't ask about how it works. Um, well, you can dial your like, own we, voicemail. We were talking about this a little bit off the mics. Like, we all understand what this is, but it works so much as a visual thing. Like, Jeremy mentioned that it doesn't really work if you have him pull out his phone and call the voicemail to hear his sister's voice. But with him actually getting her phone and doing it, it makes a lot more visual sense of visual shorthand for people who may not already understand that. I just also assume that uh, cell phones no longer exist in the far, far future of Gundam Seed Destiny. <laughs> they had them in Gundam Seed, but not in Destiny. Yes, they lost that technology. They, they just have corded phones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is episode four. High points? Do we still do those? I think we forgot them last week. Yeah, well, we shouldn't have forgotten them because I really like the high and low point things. Tyler? Um, I know you guys think it's really stupid, but I love that scene where the guy erupts, <laughs> especially since it does it better later. Like, maybe that was the first time she ever tried it, really. No, because she's done it in the, she's, she did it in the earlier episodes. This is the first time she's done it in space. Um, <laughs> in zero G space, I guess she did it in space technically earlier because it was a space station, but. I like the idea that she's testing it out because, like, not two seconds later, she's running off of a solid surface. I don't know. It's goofy, but I love it. Zach? Mirren. Ah, Mirren. That's great. I love that scene. Like, I hadn't even really thought about that kind of thing because the way the series, you know, kind of operates. I love, like, just the visual comedy. I've, I've noticed that in a lot of the other series that I've watched, too, but here it really, really does go back. I love that. When it's specifically her, no one else behaves that way, which is great. I want to take Mayrin, but since you took her from me, the scenes of the blast impulse, like I'm thinking specifically of it shooting out the windows, yeah. but also when it charges them head on, that, they're both are, really good bits. Those are very good. They're, they're not quite to the level of some of the fights that Kira gets into in, the, in uh, Seed, but they're a very good start. Tyler, low uh, point? Well, I was going to say runner-up high point is Smug to Rundle. Um, <laughs> He's yeah, very smug. Smug Rundle. Yeah, he has, he has a good smug face. Oh, man. This, you, you might have to come back to me, because um, I don't hate the Atherin thing nearly as much as you guys, so I'll have to think on it. I mean, I know what Zach says. Zach, what's yours? I was actually debating uh, the Gaia wading through the solar panel, <laughs> but uh, I think it's the fact that they don't try and hedge Atherin's player character status enough. They, they make the lead cast of Destiny... The problem Out is to that be a Gladys doesn't succeed at anything before Atherin comes in, right? right? If Atherin comes in with his crazy plan and they're not complete, like, after a dramatic turn, and it she, works a lot better. And she also hasn't really tried anything before he comes in. Like, it's almost like she exists there specifically to wait for Atherin to tell her what to do. And that doesn't make for a good character here, in my opinion. Uh, mine's very adjacent to yours, and it wasn't going to be this, but it's the complete sidelining of Kigali. I don't think she gets a line in this episode. She does, because she's like, hey, Chairman, you're out of line. Yeah. But like, she should be like, she's had as, almost as much combat experience as Atherin, and she's had more forms of it. She's been on the ground, she's been in a mobile suit, and she's been behind Aboard a, a warship yeah. when it's been in combat. Yeah, I forgot about her being an infantry at some point. Um, like, 
that is really a, a reinforcing there. Like, give more people something to do on board the the ship when you're doing that. Like, have her say something. Get involved. Because that's definitely the kind of character we've seen out of Kigali. And she's just not doing it here. I think mine is actually just how much they want Neo to be Rao. He's still doing the stupid, I'm going to go out of my ship and be a glory hound, even though there's no particularly good reason for that. And I don't feel like that's a Rao thing. Honestly. Uh, Rao did it a lot in the early Uh, episodes. Well, actually, he only does it, I think, once in the early episodes, because it's only the time when he takes out his high mobility gin in the early part of the series and Kira blows the arm off. And I don't think he does it again. Does he not? I feel like he does it like three or four times for no good reason. Really, um, I think the only other time he goes, like it, we see him again in the Battle of, of Alaska. There's when he and he then, wants to spring the trap when they're giving back Lacus, but that doesn't end up working. And that's in both him and Moo both do the same thing there. And then the only other time I can think of him really doing piloting in combat besides Alaska is the final battle when he's got the Providence. There's also the battle before that in the big colony. Yeah, I guess I'm rescinding that yeah. because the more I'm thinking about it, the more this is just in character for Rao to go out and do something unnecessarily stupid like that. And by Rao, I mean Moo. Yes. And by Moo, I mean, I mean Neo Rao. The thing is, when you know who it is, that's yeah. exactly what he would do. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. It's um, just they're still trying to give him Rao's personality. Okay, in that case, I'm going to go with Gladys's not alerting the rest of her <laughs> ship's crew. That's just p- bad move. That's a demerit. All right. So join us next time for Phase 5, Scars That Won't Heal. I'm excited. You know why? Because Kirita gets to do the something. The boys are back in town. <laughs> Wait, uh, Isaac finally released that rap the album? The boys are back in town. <laughs> also, we find out about Gladys' sex life. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So join us next time for Phase 5, Scars That Won't Heal. And until then, we have to keep watching. It is our destiny. Shoot him down! It's frustrating!